Welcome to the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast, where members of the medical community from different roles, venues, and locations share their unique perspectives on quality healthcare, its future, and how to improve it. Now, from the Your Keynote Speaker Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here is your host, Rob Oliver. Thank you and welcome. We are continuing the Patient's Perspective interview marathon. This is number 41. It features a conversation with Miranda Holder, who is from down in Virginia. She is married to my cousin in full disclosure. So you will hear me say to uh, refer to Jesse and he is my cousin. And um, listen, I appreciate you taking in these interviews and I hope that you find them as interesting and informative as I have. Welcome. <laughs> how, how are you? I'm good. Good. Um, and what is your name? Miranda Holder. Wonderful. And Miranda, where are you joining me from? Chester, Virginia. Uh, I appreciate you uh, being here. And let me just say that uh, I've had a couple guests that didn't show up. And so... I just had, I think, the world's longest interview with uh, with Stacy, in which I think we were like forty five minutes or something. But um, I was so delighted to see you show up because <sighs> I was starting to run out of questions and was thinking that you know, Guinness says that as long as I have questions to ask, I can keep going. And oh. so I had more questions and we kept going. But then it matters. I was starting to wonder if it was going to uh, going to flare out or what was going to happen. So no problem. Um, so let's start here. Can you tell me about yourself and your background and experiences in healthcare, please? Yes, I'm 37 years old and I have worked in the healthcare industry for gosh, almost 15 years. Uh, that doesn't sound right, but it's accurate. Um, I have worked in primary uh, health care settings. I have worked in um, specialty offices, surgical facilities. Um, I worked with insurance portion of it for a while. Um, it's definitely good to work in it to see all the aspects. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and so as you work in it, um, what is your experience like having to utilize healthcare um, based on your experiences in being being in the industry, so to speak? Um, as a patient, sometimes I expect more. Other times I'm, I'm really, I think I'm really good at understanding like better than somebody who hasn't worked in healthcare that, you know, there's more than one patient and, you know, so you have to give a little bit of leeway and grace on that. Um, so it just depends on the situation, I guess. Sure. On whether or not I expect more or I give grace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So very interesting that there are times you're 
it cuts both ways is what I'm yeah. hearing you say. Yeah, um, absolutely. That, that you, you know that there is a certain level of expectation that you have and you, you expect them to, to live up to that level. Um, but also you, know, you are willing to cut them a little slack because you know the pressure is coming from the other side. Is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, in your healthcare experience, have you met a healthcare hero? Um, I, I really enjoy the provider I work for. However, to not be swayed professionally as a patient, um, I have not. I have met one doctor recently um, in the last couple of years with certain things that have happened to me um, that I thought really did his job. I'm not saying that he went like super above and beyond, but at the very least, I thought he, he did really well at his job, which is more than I can say for some others recently. Okay. So when you say he did well at his job, what does that mean? So um, in the beginning, in March of 2020, I got COVID and um, probably about not even a full three months, I started experiencing numbness and it started from my feet and worked its way all the way up to my, uh, the middle of my abdomen. Um, so I went to a spinal doctor and they took x-rays and they were like, you're at the wrong place. You want to go to a neurologist. So I went to a neurologist. His name is Stacy Epps. And, um, he thought it was transverse myelitis from the beginning, okay. but in, he wanted to make sure that he wasn't like jumping the gun. So he really, like, I went through all the different options, MRIs, you know, uh, different testing, um, just to make sure that it wasn't other things. Cause he didn't, he wasn't sure if it could have been slow progressing MS or something like that. So I I thought he really thoroughly checked all the avenues before he settled on transverse myelitis. So, and to me, that means a lot because okay. I felt like he listened to me. I felt like he, he went through all the avenues he could possibly. Right. So it was, he had a gut feeling about it. Yeah. And then he proceeded to do, um, have you heard the, the story of Thomas Edison in trying to find the right filament for a light bulb. Have you heard that story? Uh-uh. Okay. So he went through like 9,000 different materials to use as the filament in a light bulb. And he wasn't, wasn't getting where he needed to be. And his assistant asked him if he was frustrated having gone through 9,000 different, you know, 9,000 different materials. And um, like, and he said, no, I'm, I'm very excited. We have successfully eliminated 9,000 things that don't work, right? So mm -hmm. what, your, what your doctor is doing is uh, very similar in saying, okay, I, I think this is what it is, but let's also eliminate what it's not. It, is that accurate? Yes. Yes, I think so. Okay. Well, good. Um, so what does quality healthcare mean to you? I think that's a hard one. To me, it is 
being to know that I've been been heard um, as far as whatever the ailment is at the time. Um, and that, like I said, you you make it through all the different avenues to find what's wrong. There may, there may not always be a cure for what is what is happening. Um, but at the very least, you've you've conquered all the options. And right. to me, that's that's quality. And and bedside manner never hurts. Right. Okay. I want to go back, and I think part of this question is relates back to what you talked about early to say because you're in the healthcare system, you have higher expectations. Can you mm -hmm. can you talk about what you mean when you say that you have higher expectations? Um. I work in a slightly smaller office. Chain of command is three people at the most. Okay. So it's very hard for something to get lost in the shuffle. Um, whereas bigger offices, you know, you call a, a voicemail, you leave a number, you get a call back from a nurse maybe sometime, you know, stuff like that. And you may, you may not even always be talking to the doctor or it may not even get that far. Um, I don't, I don't think as a patient, you don't want to feel like your doctor isn't getting everything that's coming from you. Okay. So if I, if I feel that way, then, then it's, it's, I feel like it should be, I feel like it should be a priority. Okay. I think that what you're saying um, speaks volumes to the fact that uh, it speaks to your own personal thoughts about your dedication to the quality of your work and your, your value or your understanding of what is expected in, in the environment that you work in. Does that resonate with you? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've, I've worked in, in larger offices and depending on how things work, um, like I said, the, the, the chain of command somewhere between like four and five people. Well, if number two writes it on a note on our desk and forgets about it, you know, you don't hear back for another week mm. and who knows who knows what could have happened in life or life or death thing. Like not everything is life or death, but some things are. And if you get missed for a week, that can cause serious problems. And so I just, I, I have higher expectations when it comes to that. Okay. And I, I mean, this is oversimplifying it probably, but they say that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And when you're talking about chain of command, that that chain of command is only as strong as its weakest link. And so when things are traveling up the chain and they and it stops or it gets stuck, then um, that's that's going to have a major impact on the yeah. care that that individual is receiving. Yes, absolutely. OK, got it. Um, what do you wish? your healthcare provider understood about 
you? Um, I feel like um, pain in general is a hard issue because a lot of people are jaded by those who are just seeking meds and that kind of thing. So the moment you say you're having just severe pain, it's it's not necessarily treated as such. Okay. It's more like, well, how can we figure out that it's really this much pain and do you really need the medicine and do that kind of thing? Um, so I kind of wish my, my healthcare provider knew that I particularly am not a liar. When I'm having mm. severe pain, it's not often, but when it happens, it happens. That's usually what happens with me in, in general. Like I don't get hit with a lot of stuff, but when I get hit, I get hit hard and and for a while. So I think that would be part of it. Um, and also that um, I guess it would really be that the the jadedness towards those in pain. Because that, so, that can be really hard to deal with. Yeah, so what I'm hearing you say is that, they're, um, that they doubt the patient's word. And and maybe maybe it's because the longer that people are in the healthcare system, you use the word jaded. Mm -hmm. And they, they begin to think that anyone who comes in complaining of pain is just trying to, you know, trying to pick up some pain meds. Right. Does that, is that, you know, accurate? Yes. Yes. And, and so then they're, they're a little bit more willing to dismiss it and say, okay, well, yeah, it, it's probably not as bad as what you're saying. You're just trying to get one over on us. And that's, that is so unfortunate and so difficult. Um, what is one thing medical professionals can start doing today to improve the quality of healthcare? Um, I'm not sure if it would be a horrible idea, really, but I can see where the idea of having not universal health care, not in that direction, but like one health care system where everything is combined and compiled that away. If I decide to go to St. Francis to get blood work done over here, then somebody in an HCA facility would still see it. You know, they would still know every time pain medication. Perfect. Every time a pain medication is prescribed, every provider would know about it. Right. Okay. So you're talking about, are you talking about like electronic health records that yes. are, that are maintained within one system and that there's yes. no, um, and you're saying there's no crossover between the two systems. Right. Is that right? Yes. I think that would be super beneficial. I can see where it can, um, you can get into like violations of HIPAA and that sort of thing. Um, I just think it would be so much simpler for a patient to be able to go wherever they are, they need to be able to go and that provider be able to help them to the best of their abilities, knowing all their previous ailments, knowing what medicines they take. We get patients all the time that have no idea what the names of the meds are, no idea what the name of the surgery was, but it was on my stomach. 
you know, stuff like that. So if you don't know what's wrong with you or what you're taking or how often you're taking it, my doctor necessarily can't help you because it might interfere with stuff that you are taking. So I, I think that would be super beneficial. So you're saying they basically have to uh, have to take some ownership of their own care. Is that what you're saying? I, I would love to say that, but people don't do that. So it would be just as easy to have one healthcare system so that we're able to treat them properly. Um, okay. Since if it were like a one, two kind of thing, it's all the time. People don't know what's wrong with them. They don't pay attention. They expect that the provider should know. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't tell you, you should just okay. know what's wrong with me. So, yep. And if I want you to know this, then I want you to know this. But if I don't want you to know that I'm diabetic, then I'm not going to tell you. So there's a lot. I mean, there's and there's a lot involved with that. So I just think it would be so much simpler and and easier to be able to treat people properly. Wonderful. Hey, Miranda, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your support in this. Um, I will say uh, I appreciate you sharing your perspective on healthcare. Um, love to you. Love to Jesse. Um, give him a hug from me and uh, Will I'll do. look forward to talking to you again. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Healthcare. Visit perspectivesonhealthcare.com to learn more about Rob Oliver or to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If this podcast was valuable, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. Or if you tell a friend or coworker about the show, that would be helpful too. Join us again next time for more Perspectives on Healthcare.